Thanks for having me on. Hey, of course, man. I was showing, you know, a lot of people think I'm just the most harsh person ever, and I, I get a lot of hate. I saw somebody, uh, I saw somebody your interview from a news station from like seven years ago, and somebody said, Bryson, he makes you look soft. I said, <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, so first off, how are you doing? How's the church going? How is life? I'm doing great. I mean, the church is thriving. We were we had a packed house on Sunday morning. And so YouTube has been censoring us super hard. So we literally have to create a new YouTube channel every single week. And we just have an email list where we let people know where we're streaming, but they are shutting us down every single week. But as far as our physical crowd, it's packed, you know, 350 people on Sunday mornings, a few hundred people Sunday night, Wednesday night. So yeah, going strong. Amazing. Yeah. YouTube is like that. Uh, I've had music videos banned. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rapper. Um, I have, I, I've had multiple videos banned on, banned on YouTube. I've had songs banned on Spotify because they were deemed as homophobic or whatever you, whatever they say. So I definitely understand how they throttle people. They'll shadow ban you. They'll outright ban you. I am very used to that, but you are actually also, so people know me for being the most banned rapper in the country. And this was funny. You're actually also more banned than me. You're literally banned from countries. Is that true? Yeah, I'm I'm banned from like over 30 countries right now because I was I was banned from Canada, I was banned from England, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Holland, um Jamaica. <laughs> I'm kind of losing track, but and then and then I got banned from like 25 countries at once cuz I got banned from the entire Schengen area of Europe. So that put me up over 30 or something. So. so what does that mean? Like in action, like if you literally try to get a flight there, like what would happen? Yeah, I'm not even allowed to have a layover in these places. Even if I don't even enter the country, the airline will just kind of take me aside. They won't let me check in. You know, I'll go to check in and they'll take me aside and say, hey, you know, we're being told that security will not allow you to board this flight and whatever. And, you know, by the way, even when I fly in the United States, a lot of times I'll go to just check into a flight, say from like Phoenix to Dallas or something. And um, I'll try to check in and it'll say, go see an agent and they have to call security and I have to wait while they get like clearance for me to fly. And, and think about how weird that is when I have no criminal record. I, you know, I'm just a totally squeaky clean guy. I'm a Bible believing Christian, but just because of preaching the Bible, I'm treated like I'm some kind of a menace to society, even just trying to fly on a domestic flight. I mean, it's crazy. That is so, I, I, that has happened to me before. Not as much as you, obviously. I stopped flying planes uh, because they're trying to force a muzzle on my face, and I don't, I don't do that. But um, I, I tried to get to on a plane in Chicago, and they said I was blacklisted. They didn't give me a warning. I didn't get an email, but I was blacklisted. And I had to like send all my Twitter followers to harass them for them to actually let me on a plane, or I was going to be stuck in Chicago with no car or nothing. And you seem to go do this these things on the regular, which is nuts to me. So, so why are you banned from other countries? What is is there a single situation that happened, or is it the overall message you have? Why are you so banned? Well, e each of these countries has banned me separately from one another, so they gave different reasons. 
you know, at the different times that they banned me. Like when the United Kingdom banned me, they listed a bunch of things that I had preached as why I was being banned. And it wasn't even all about homosexuals. I think one of the things that they listed was about that. But one of them was something that I said against Mohammed, where I said that the founder of Islam, Mohammed, is a pedophile. And, you know, because he literally married a, a six-year-old and consummated the marriage when she was nine. I mean, that's just, that's a fact that even Muslims will readily admit to. But that statement was listed on the paperwork as, this is hate speech, this is not allowed, you can't say this. And then just preaching against fornication, there was a, a quote listed where I was ripping on fornication and, and women being whores and everything like that. I mean, it's it's different things. But obviously the rest of the countries that banned me, they pretty much all cited hate speech toward LGBT, whatever. I mean, that's that's the big one. Yeah, so. I, I get that, uh, that hate speech. I'm banned on like almost... I think I'm probably still on a few social media uh, sites, but a lot of them have banned me because of it's always hate speech. I'm literally the only person. I don't even curse in music at all. Like I don't curse, and mm. I have. I'm the only person that has had a song banned from Spotify and not put back on. The only artist. I'd always artists talk about killing people, murdering each other, gang banging. Women talk about being harlots all the time. I, th this is all music is about. Uh, but all I gotta do is say something like being trans isn't a real thing that doesn't actually mm -hmm. exist you can't transition into another gender it doesn't exist and then they ban my entire catalog so i i feel you 100 so what i want to start with though is my favorite interview of all time coming from you and i'm a blank guy i don't need 10 minutes to answer a question i don't even need five if somebody asks me a question i answer it in two minutes you had an interview. I forgot which news place it was. I don't know if it was USA Today. <laughs> I literally watch this at least once a week. And uh, uh, you, he asked, he's like, so are you a uh, hate monger or a religious zealot? Which one are you? And you said, well, I'm a religious zealot. <laughs> <And I> just, <laughs> listen, listen, that made me so happy watching that. Like, so happy. And then when you read the Bible, if I'm not mistaken, it was Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. You read that verse to him and you said, I didn't write the Bible. I didn't do this. The Bible says it. And then you even said, I'm not saying it's Christian's job. It's it's the government job to make it capital punishment. I love that. But that was like seven years ago. So and sometimes, I'm not saying you have, by the way, I know you haven't, but I'm asking this question for the viewers. Have you switched that view or is it remained the same? No way. I, I haven't taken back anything. I still believe exactly the same thing. And you know what's funny about that interview is that I had a bunch of interviews set up that were live interviews because I got sick of doing these pre-recorded interviews where you sit there and they talk to you for 45 minutes and then they just take like two sentences that you said out of context. So I started saying, I'm only going to do an interview if it's live. So I had a couple, I had like three set up and then I did that live interview and then the other two canceled. They're like, nope. <laughs> and what's funny is that the reason that you're pointing back to that interview from seven years ago is because literally that was the last time I was ever interviewed by the media. Because what happened is shortly after that in 2015, they held a press conference in Phoenix with like some of the local politicians and media. And they said, we're never gonna protest Pastor Anderson again no more protests at his church, 
no more interviews. We're not going to fight him because they, this is what they said. We're just making him more popular. We're just getting his message out. So they have just completely just uh, gone silent on me for the last seven years. They used to always report on stuff that I said or whatever. Now they just completely ignore me. So the only interviews that I've done over the last seven years have been on the Spanish TV station because I guess they're not part of the the cabal, you know, because everybody else agreed, like, we're not going to talk to Pastor Anderson, but the, the Telemundo didn't get the memo. So I did I did some interviews in Spanish, but that's it. So they've just done a complete blackout on our church, which, I mean, it's fine with me. You know, at, at least we don't have a bunch of freaks and weirdos like, you know, protesting our church anymore and surrounding our church building with with perverted signs and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's been nice to just have peace for the last seven years. But it's just so funny that they don't want the truth to get out. You know, the truth should fear no investigation. Like, if, if what I'm saying is stupid, if what I'm saying is not based on the Bible, then you know what? Just let me say it, and then people can just laugh at me and see how dumb it is. But the reason why they have to shut me up is because they know that what I'm saying is biblical, and they don't. The truth is powerful, and so all they can do is just try to just slow us down on social media and and just pretend we don't exist or whatever. So uh, an issue I've had is a lot of people. Honestly, it might sound sad, sad, but mainly self-proclaimed Christians, they seem to have issues of what the Bible really says. Um, now, I read the Bible a lot. A lot of people think get confused because I am a rapper, but I read my Bible a lot. And I've been doing so even when I used to be lukewarm 10 years ago. And the verse you quoted in that uh, interview, the reason it was one of my favorites because Christians never bring up that verse. Not in churches, not in person. I'm talking about, I know street preachers that will just not touch that verse that says they shall be put to death. And also, also in Leviticus, it says that these people shouldn't walk on your land because they defile it. And God mm -hmm. actually pissed them in the same category as people that commit bestiality uh, mm -hmm. in, in, in that. Why do you think so many Christians are so afraid of that part of the Bible? Well, I think that the reason they're afraid of it is because it's such a clear verse and there's no other way to interpret it, you know, than what it just outright says. And so I've challenged other preachers who said that I was wrong about this. And, and even my own fellow, like independent Baptist pastors and everything who believe that I'm wrong, I've challenged them. Okay, then correctly interpret this verse. If I am interpreting this verse wrong, if I'm preaching this verse wrong, why don't you get up on Sunday morning and show me how to preach this verse properly? You know, they just want to ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist. Like you have to do something with it. If you don't like my interpretation, then give me an alternative way to understand this verse that says, if a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. So if you don't like the way I preach it, Preach it your way, but they don't want to because what can you do with that verse? There's not much you can do with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what I tell people, and this is how I genuinely believe, I think people um, use the messengers as scapegoats because in reality, you 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 hate God. You don't like God. Like a lot of these people don't like God. That is the truth. But they don't want to say they don't like God because they claim to be Christian. So they don't. So they, they take God out of the equation and say, I hate Pastor Stephen Anderson or I hate somebody else that preached this. Do you feel the same way or or, or, or do you look at it in a in a different way? 
No, you're 100% right. And, you know, we see the same thing in the Bible where the children of Israel and the mixed multitude, they're murmuring against Moses and Aaron. And Moses says, well, you know, who are we? Me, me and Aaron are not the issue. You know, you're murmuring against us, but we're not the ones who are doing this. We didn't come up with any of this. You know, take it up with God. And so it's like you said, we're just the messenger, you know, and it doesn't matter who I am. I could be a man, woman, boy or girl. It doesn't even matter if I'm a pastor. Anybody, you know, who's speaking what the Bible says, you know, that message is from God. And we shouldn't worry too much about the person who's saying it. It's, it's really what does the scripture say? And so it's it's easier, and it's funny, in that exact interview that you're referring to, the guy keeps saying to me, well, what do you think? But what's your opinion? And he's like, you keep hiding behind the Bible, but what's your opinion? And I'm trying to tell him, like, you know, I don't have an opinion other than what the Bible says. Like, I don't care. It's just, what does the Bible say? It's, it's not like I have some personal vendetta here. And you know what's funny? I grew up like everybody else in America, plugged into the culture and everything like that. I didn't just grow up with some, you know, extra hatred of, of sodomites or something. And then I just tried to put that into the Bible or something. You know, I grew up just thinking like everybody else, but then I started reading the Bible and I just conformed my views to the Bible. So I don't have a view outside what the Bible says. What the Bible says is my view because I don't feel like it's my place to just come up with my own opinions outside of scripture. You know, I'm trying to renew my mind based on what the scripture says. So yes, I am hiding behind the Bible. And yes, I am just a messenger, just repeating what the Bible says. Same here, same here. I used to be worldly. I used to make worldly music and everything. And like I said, I was still sort of a Bible thumper, so I still came out against things. But I had a, I had a plank, I had a plank in my own nine, nah, and I had to take that out. But it says what it says, and it really irritates me when I see people just deny the word of God in front of man. Um, and people do it so often that those that don't do it are deemed crazy, which is another reason I think you're banned from countries and things of that nature. Because other preachers, yeah, right, they need that money, they they need that fame, they don't got time to preach things that are make people possibly leave their church and you just don't care which leads me to the next thing and then i'm gonna get to more questions but i'm talking to you i'm surprised i'm talking to you so i gotta bring i gotta bring up my favorite pastor Stephen anderson clips this is one i shared on twitter quite recently actually probably like four months ago i shared this clip with you on twitter and i got hate for it but a lot of people loved it also and this is when you said uh you said uh uh, I'm gay. I, 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 I hope everybody's gay. He was like, I hope my, you said, you, you said, I, you said, I hope my kids grew up to be gay. You said, what I don't want them to be, I think you said, uh, are filthy faggots. <laughs> well, because you know, we're, we're constantly being brainwashed. They're changing the meaning of words. Cause when I was growing up, you know, gay just meant happy. Like you watch the Flintstones that we're going to have a gay old time and Don, we now are gay apparel. You know, and so, you know, obviously I don't like that term because it's not a happy, nice thing. It's it's wickedness. But, you know, I, I want to make sure people understand, too, that, you know, 99 percent of my preaching is not about homos, you know, because obviously this is just the stuff that gets the attention in the media because it fits their agenda. You know, I'm preaching the whole Bible. And so I'm constantly preaching about salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm preaching about his death, burial and resurrection. I'm preaching the word of God 
on all subjects. And this is a, a, a one of the smaller subjects in the Bible, but I'm not going to neglect it because it is super important because it's a battle that's going on right now in America where this is taking over this sodomite mentality. But obviously I talk about a lot of other stuff too. You know, I'm trying, I have a well-rounded normal Baptist church. I'm, I'm not running some hate group or whatever. Like they try to make it out. You know, it's a new Testament church. We're evangelizing. We're knocking people's doors. We're telling them about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And listen, people, once again, this is why I like you so much because people say the same thing about me. All you talk about is gay people, Bryson. Like, listen to my music. I talk about whores just as much as I talk about gay people, if not more. I talk about gang bang, people gang banging and killing each other just as much as I talk about gay people. But nobody cares when you bring up that stuff because nobody, um, nobody is out protesting saying gang banging and killing people is a good thing and nobody should be there, there's no gang, there's no murder parades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I call out adultery a lot. No, there's no adultery parades going on. So nobody really cares about that that much. Or I talk about how women dress. Now, people do get mad when I talk about how women dress uh, or when I talk about obesity and things of that nature. But it's still not as much. There's something that shifts in people's minds when you talk about the LGBT community in in, in a very negative way. And um, I don't know if you've researched me beforehand, but I'm like a I'm a I'm a I'm a conservative. And um, what I realized about the conservative movement is I'm starting to get a lot of hate. I think I've lost like almost 6,000 followers in the last month and a half because I don't I don't want to turn on the word of God. So mm-hmm. when Trump comes out and says he supports the LGBT and I say, well, that's quite disgusting, then people say, oh, I can't follow you anymore, even though I've been saying this already. And um, yes, something happens. I don't know what it is, Pastor Stephen Addison, but something happens when you talk about this group of people. Well, you know what's so funny is that, like, if you think about rap music as a genre, okay, it's it's always, like, really edgy and really offensive. And a lot of times it seems like it's going for just shock value of how offensive it can be. But But what's funny is then you say something that goes against the mainstream narrative – and then everybody freaks out, but they're not freaked out about all the other offensive things in rap because isn't isn't all of rap music filled with something that's offending somebody? That's this. So this is the argument I made to Spotify when I tried to get my song pit back up. I said, wait, people can curse all song long. People can talk about robbing and killing people. You know, you know. I don't know if you know this, but there's rappers that literally gang bang on music. Like they talk about who they killed. They say the names of the dead person on the song. And these are the most some of the most popular songs that's out right now. And but all I do is go against the LGBT, uh, the, the feminism, um, the hypersexualized culture. And then I get banned and I, I get banned from things without warnings and no way to get it back up. I can't sue them or anything. Yeah, it's just it's it's hilarious to me how the left is now because you know historically the left has kind of been the rebels and they're standing up to the man and all this stuff. But then nowadays the liberals are the ones telling you, hey, you need to cooperate with everything the government says. You need to get that vaccine. And how dare you say anything against homos? And it's like they're basically just in lockstep with what the government wants them to do and think and believe it's like wow so in reality the irony is that the biggest way to be a rebel right now is just to be like a straight-laced conservative christian that's like the most rebellious you know i i joke around and say that i'm like 
the punk rock of Baptist preachers, ironically, just by being normal, just by being straight laced. I'm this rebel, this countercultural guy. It's kind of funny how that works. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And honestly, it it, it drives me a lot of times. It's, it's sort of like you feel like you got a responsibility, but you wanted a few people doing something. You're like, man, if nobody else gonna do it. Well, man, I have to do it. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so so I sort of love it. So one more LGBT question. Then we go on to two other topics I want to get to. Like I said, I don't want the podcast to be overly long. Um, but something there's something you said, and a lot of people, I personally will take it out of context, but they may not. And I know you're an honest person, so I could just ask you. So, me, obviously, I believe in the whole Bible. And the Bible clearly says in Romans that uh, gay people are given over to a reprobate mind. And a lot of people don't like the word reprobate, or they try to change what the word means. The word means where you fall away to the point of no return. That's, I mean, that's just simply what the word reprobate means. And a lot of people get angry when I word it like that. But that's the, I don't, what you want me to do? I didn't make the word. Um, my question is, do you believe that all gay people are reprobate. And the reason I ask that is because I've had a few people who said my music has helped them like leave that sin. So do you think that's fake or like, do you think all gay people are reprobate? Well, here's what I think is going on is that, you know, the Bible describes the people that are reprobates in Romans chapter one as burning in their lust one toward another and so forth. And I do think that because our society is so perverted and these things are being crammed down our throat, especially with like children and teenagers growing up, they're being told, hey, maybe this is you. And, and, and often they're being psychologically abused in classrooms and, and by uh, so-called mentors or whatever. So I do think it's possible for someone to experiment with that lifestyle even though they're not a reprobate, even though they're not burning in lust one toward another. Like, I, you know, I talked to this one guy where he got molested as a kid, so that totally screwed up his mind. So then later, he, you know, he, he experimented with that one time, you know, with being a homo one time, but he was grossed out by it and realized, hey, this isn't for me and whatever. You know, that guy's not a reprobate. He just, he just got his mind like warped. So I, I do think it's possible, especially maybe under the influence of drugs or alcohol or people got molested. They might dabble in that or experiment in it without actually being a full-blown sodomite. But these ones who are full-blown sodomites, these out and proud homos, you know, I do believe that they're reprobates because to me, it's the only way that explains how they got that way because they're, they're not like the rest of us because the rest of us are repulsed by that Whereas they want that. And so how did they get that way? You know, the world will try to tell you they're born that way. Of course, the science on that never panned out. They tried to they tried to go to the science and that failed. You know, they say they're born that way. A lot of Christians will say, oh, they're just like everybody else. But come on, they're not like everybody else. Something's broken up there. And I believe they got that way because of Romans chapter one. They've been given over to that reprobate mind. They've been given over to vile affections. And so... I do believe that sometimes people could just be confused or experiment or something, but the ones that are all the way off the cliff, I believe they're total reprobates and they can't be saved. That's, that's what I believe. And the time I defended you on this topic, that's exactly what I, what I thought you was going to say, but I was like, Hey, I told I tell everybody all the time. I could be wrong, but I think what, I think people are missing the point of what he's saying. Um, so thank you so much for clarifying. And I do have a question that I didn't plan. I didn't plan this question at all, but this situation is more recent to where, um, you know, 
homos have infiltrated the conservative movement at a crazy level lately. And um, there's this one guy, I'm not going to say his name out of, out of respect. We were talking about this one guy, and then I, I'm asking people that's defending him and saying, I'm the bad guy, like, have y'all call him to repentance? Personally, privately, I don't care how you did it, have you done this? And they say no is not their place. And I said, but this man claims to be a Christian, and he claims to go to church every Sunday with his, you know, he would say husband, but I say partner in crime because obviously defiling the marriage bed, which should be a crime. And um, he go to church with this person. And I'm like, am I crazy? Or should that should that be happening? I thought I thought Paul explained who should be kicked out of a church, you know, but this is just me. So so how was your view on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the like you said, the apostle Paul in First Corinthians five, you know, talks about even Christians who are openly living in fornication, which is a hundred times more normal, even that is grounds for church discipline. And yet today, even conservative, you know, fundamentalist, independent Baptist churches are saying that these dudes are welcome. They're allowing dudes in drag to come to the services. And look, I don't want my kids to look at that. I mean, I don't want to bring my kids to church and they're looking at a dude in drag. I, I don't Hell want to no. see that period. I don't, I don't. I don't want my kids to see that. Period. I don't, school exactly. any, anywhere to be honest. But you really, but the last place you'd expect to see it is at church. If there's one place where we have a little bit of an oasis from that kind of madness and insanity, and plus, you know that they're not in church for the right reason. They're not there because they love the Lord. They're there to infiltrate the church because they want to infiltrate the conservative political party. They want to infiltrate churches. They want to infiltrate schools. They want to basically just permeate every part of society. So. I, I I agree 100%. I, I, it was funny as I'm glad you quoted it. I brought up 1 Corinthians 5 and basically people try to say it was out of context. So I then I challenged anybody to come on my live stream and explain to me the context that I'm missing. Nobody took up that offer uh, and people just ignored it. So that's, that's that. So to, now I'm going to just move on to extra topics and anything else pop in my mind, I will bring it up. Another thing a lot of people know you for that I wasn't that familiar with because I started watching you later, but is the Obama thing where, where you said something about Obama um, and by the way, if anybody doesn't know, the, the same-sex marriage bill was passed, overrode state votes in 2015, which is under Barack Obama. Uh, most states voted no on same-sex marriage, including California also voted no on same-sex marriage. But mm -hmm. the Supreme Court said, we don't really care what y'all think and y'all belief system. We're pushing this on you anyway. And that happened under Barack Obama. Even though I know people that watch me don't really like him anyway. So um, what was that situation? And I don't, I just want to know. Yeah, well, here's what's going on with Obama is that there are at least 19 psalms out of 150 psalms in the Bible. 19 of them are what's called imprecatory psalms where David or other authors are basically praying for the Lord's enemies to be destroyed. Like you'll be reading the book of Psalms and it'll say like, break his teeth out of his mouth, oh God, and let them go down quick into hell and let them melt like a snail and everything like that. And so I basically prayed some of those imprecatory prayers toward Barack Obama because he was so wicked and destroying our country. And I wasn't the only one that felt that way because I even saw a bumper sticker at the time that said like, pray for Obama. And it said like Psalm 109 verse eight, let his days be few and let another take his office. And even my grandma who was over 90 years old at the time, my grandma said, 
I'm praying for something to happen to that idiot. Like that's what she said about Obama. But here's what I thought was so funny is that everybody freaked out and acted like I was so evil and I don't understand the Bible and all these different things. But then just literally like two or three weeks ago, Christianity Today, I think it's called, it's like a big Christian website. They just came out with an article that says that it's okay for you to pray for Putin to die because of these imprecatory prayers. And they were bringing up the exact same passages that I brought up. And they said, you could pray for Putin to die because of these Psalms. But isn't that kind of funny how that works? As long as it fits the mainstream narrative agenda, you know, all of a sudden these passages in Psalms are legit. But when Pastor Anderson's applying them to the wrong person, all of a sudden they're not legit. Uh, yeah, you, you went at the you went at the the chosen one, Pastor Anderson. So that's that's the issue there. Speaking of Psalms, a lot of Christians hate the Psalm chapter five. Also, as we go to chapter five, verse five, it's a very clear context verse. And then it it it, it confirms itself in Malachi chapter one, verses two through three. Then Paul restates uh, how God felt about Esau in Romans. Also, uh, these you know anybody in the chat if you if you haven't read those verses, please do. Um, but. I'm glad you explained that. Thank you so much. And I already knew this. Like, let's, let's see, all these answers, I, I feel like I already know what you're going to say, but it's still crazy hearing you say it to me in, in, in real time, in real time, in real time. Um, now, a, a thing that I what I also didn't know is a lot of people in my Twitter wanted me to ask you this. If you don't want to answer this, fine. Um, they said you support vaccines. Or or something yeah. of something of that something of that nature something about you and vaccines I got like ten tweets about it. So here's the deal: I have eleven kids. They're not vaccinated. Okay, so there you go. I've I've sired eleven children that are not vaccinated. I'm totally against vaccines. In fact, not only that, our church wrote a letter for people, like a religious exemption letter, to help them get out of taking the COVID vaccine. So hundreds of our members took advantage of that letter. But not only that, hundreds and hundreds of people from outside of our church emailed our church and said, hey, I want one of those letters, too. And so we're literally like mass producing these letters. People all over the city, people are coming up to me at at my kids homeschool PE group saying, hey, I need three of those vaccine letters. I got three buddies that need them. So our church is like a vaccine exemption letter factory. Okay, but this is why people were accusing me of that, because I was basically saying that. I don't think it's a sin to take the vaccine. I just think it's stupid to take the vaccine. I, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's good for you. But I was just saying it's not a Bible sin issue. That's my opinion. And so I told people in my church that were in a certain situation where they were being forced to do it. I said, hey, you know, you just have to decide what's the most important thing to you, because if your job is super important to you and you're going to lose your job, maybe you might just bite the bullet and take the vaccine. I was just leaving it up to people. But I made it super clear that I was against the vaccine and whatever. But it's like, you just can't win. Like somebody's always gonna get mad at you. I kid you not, a couple of guys came and stood outside our church with holding up signs, protesting me, saying that I was for the vaccine. Even though I gave out like 1500 exemption letters, at least 1500 exemption letters. So it's like, you just can't win. Yeah, you really can't <laughs> win with people. The one thing that just stood out to me is you said you have 11 kids. Yo. Yeah. So based, but you know, I'm one of those guys. I think you're supposed to, you're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. Uh, I plan to marry my girlfriend soon and uh, start, you know, start that because I I'm I've been celibate for over ten years and I wait and wait until I get married. Um, 
I'm assuming your wife is a stay-at-home mother also. Oh, yeah. And and by the way, uh, she's pregnant with number 12 due in June. So <laughs> let's go. Listen, I I, I love this. When I have concerts, a lot of like, because that's the stuff I rap about, like have kids, get married. You know, this like I literally rap it. I rap this. And it sounds kind of cool. But um, so at, at a lot of my concerts, sometimes huge families will come. And it makes me so excited. It's like those are the most interesting people to talk to. They homeschool their kids. And it's just so fun. And 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 I'm guessing you, you plan to keep going until it's over. <laughs> I mean, it did, why stop now? If I've gone this far. I might as well go all the way to the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Listen, man, I don't know how long we've been going. Those are the few questions. But I always ask people this on my podcast as the ending question. What is your message to the world like like what is it like like if 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 you could do one speech and everybody in the world could hear it it could, it could be as short as possible as long as you had one thing that you wanted everybody to hear in today's a in 2022 what would that message from pastor anderson be well that message would be that salvation is only by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not of works lest any man should boast. Because so many people think that they're going to go to heaven because of how good they are. They go to church. They gave up this sin or that sin. But the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when the question is asked in the Bible, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. You believe on Christ. All your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. I was never good enough to be saved in the first place. I'll never be bad enough to where he'll take it away from me because it's 100% by grace through faith. I'm saved. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. That is Pastor Steve Anderson's message. And I wish you would come back on because I think if we go into theology, you will actually disagree probably a little bit more on those topics. Uh, but that's a long conversation. <laughs> that's a long conversation right there. And if you're willing to come back on, then like on a separate date, then I would love for you to, to come back to come back on. I wonder if I have any more questions before I let you go, though, because I, I have you right now in front of me. <laughs> like that. That's usually where I end the podcast. But I'm trying to I'm trying to see. Um, I mean, I got time if you want to talk about anything else. Where do you think? Well, I would love to talk theology with you, but I, I want that to be a separate podcast, like for like an entire podcast. Mm. Uh, but where? So, ten years ago, a lot of people, and I'm sure you were one of them, was warning people about what would happen if we continue letting degeneracy uh, just roam free without calling it out, uh, without doing anything about it, and. Within seven years, uh, like I said, same-sex marriage bill passed in 2015, and it's 2022. So in approximately seven years, we went from gay people claiming they wanted marriage. We went from that to men beating women in sports, um, like dominating them, like crushing them. Like I'm talking like beating them bad. I'm talking about like, everybody talking about the swimmer right now, but have you seen some of these MMA fights with trannies? They beating the crap out of these women. Um <laughs> We did this is in seven years, and I don't know if you know, but something called zoophilia is on the rise, which is nothing but code for bestiality. Uh, USA Today has tried to normalize, normalize pedophilia, which is a natural next step from where we at now. How bad do you think it's going to get? 
Well, I think it's going to get as bad as it was in Sodom and Gomorrah eventually because, you know, that's what the Bible says, as it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And so I don't know if there's going to be any kind of a like two steps forward, one step back, but man, it is just going crazy. We're on a bobsled to hell in this country when it comes to the morality. And I don't believe that the LGBT so-called will ever be satisfied. So if you ask like, how far is it going to go? They're never going to say like, okay, this is far enough because whatever you give them, they just want more, you know? First, it's just about getting married. It's like, no, 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 we want to have kids. But even if you let them get married, let them have kids, whatever, the next thing is, well, we need this to be taught in schools to your kids. And then it's like, nope, teaching it in sixth grade, that's not enough. We got to teach it in third grade. It's got to be first grade. It's got to be in kindergarten. They will never stop because one of their attributes, according to Romans chapter one, is that they're implacable. And that's not a very common word, implacable, but what it means is that there's no way to satisfy them. You can't placate them. They're always going to want more. That's why it's so stupid to try to compromise with these people because you're compromising with somebody who doesn't want to compromise. They will just take and take and take. And, you know, it's going to be everything on the table eventually, bestiality, pedophilia, you name it. It's all going to be out there. There's no bottom with these people. So true, and that's that's why I say it's already happening. Uh, zoophilia is more like underground right now, but it's 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 a lot of articles about it. People telling you their zoof zoophilia stories of uh, them falling in love with their animals. Um, I mean, what, once you say things like "love who you love," who can judge you for loving who you love? Once you even put stuff like that out there, you have to then be consistent from that point on. And once you have to be consistent with that, it can lead like. Any anywhere, and you're right. I, I honestly think we're worse than Sodom and Gomorrah as we speak, uh, at least at, at least in this country. And then Western countries love trying to force this on other countries, also, which is disgusting. Since 70% of this country still to this day identify as Christians <laughs> in this country. Well, that's what the you know, the Bible says if the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? Because really, just only just the Christians would stand for what, what's right, then that would be enough. But the problem is, it's the Christians that are backing down. It's 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 the Christians that are attacking people like me the most. I get more attacked from my fellow so-called fake Christians than I do even from the world. You know, and, and I mean, I'm not the only one preaching this stuff. I have a lot of preacher friends who preach all the same stuff that I do. I don't know if you've heard about some of the stuff that's happened to them, but like my friend, Pastor Bruce Mejia, out in Los Angeles, California, the sodomites literally put a bomb in his building and blew up his church building. Did you hear about that? No. What? <laughs> literally, they bombed his building. And then what was the reaction from the media? What was the reaction from other Christians? So God was like, well, it serves him right because he preached something hateful. And so that's what you get. And he deserves that. And that's what they said. And then um, another pastor friend of mine, Pastor Jonathan Shelley out by Dallas, Texas, okay, his church was getting vandalized, protested, break through the window. Finally, a, a judge ordered him to be evicted from his building, saying that he had violated his lease agreement because of his preaching. So it's a church and he's preaching the Bible and he literally got uh, thrown out a uh, of his church building evicted 
Hang on one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fine, you fine, you fine. Oh, by by the way, chat. Um, I didn't have a set of take calls here because if he was in studio or not studio in the room, then it will be easier to take calls, y'all. Uh, but I will try to set up calls next time, like through Discord or something. Uh, because I'm gonna try to have Pastor Steve, Stephen Anderson back on so we can get like some deeper theology stuff. Um. But uh, current, current, currently, we're not we're not taking calls for this because I don't I don't have it properly set up. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. Sorry, y'all. I apologize. I'm reading the chat as he do this. We love our Catholics, but this guy's base. Sorry, yeah, he is pretty base. All Christians of every domination need to rise up against degeneracy. Yeah, I agree with that. Also, I agree with that. Also. Dude, you, you would not even believe what just happened right now. I'm not even playing. Weapon. <laughs> I kid you not. That was literally the police knocking on my door right now. Because what? they somebody called in some bogus thing where they were in the police were in my house. Like I'm not saying they were knocking on my front door. I'm saying they just knock on my on my office door. Because of just some, I guess, just some hater or some idiot. I don't know if it's somebody who's watching this broadcast right now. Could be. Literally just called the police on me to my house. And the police literally just came in. And once I told them, hey, everything's cool. I'm the homeowner. And they said, oh, we heard there's a shooting here. And, and I'm like, what are you talking? But it kind of freaked me out. So that's the kind. That, but, but see, that's the kind of, you know, what's so stupid about stuff like this? Is people do that? People do this kind of stuff to me all the time, or they they order a bunch of pizzas and send them to our church, or they'll you know they'll do these kind of stupid things. But what's funny is that you know whose time they're really wasting is the pizza delivery guy's time <laughs> and the policeman's time. You know what I mean? Like like these people, they don't care about anyone but themselves. They don't love anyone but themselves. So like they don't care that they're wasting the police's time. They're wasting police resources. They're freaking us out, but it's like we. Don't, at the end of the day, though, it's like okay, I'm not really freaked out because I'm. I, this is my first rodeo. I've been doing this for 16 years. But what I'm saying is like, what do they hope to accomplish? You know, sometimes we just eat the pizza because we're just hungry anyway. But it's like, <laughs> you know, there. Why punish the pizza place? Why waste the police's time? It's like, do they really think I'm going to change my preaching because this happened? Like. That's that's the part that always freaks me out. Is like, what what do you what do you want? What is what is what what is the goal? Like a lot of people, I get DMs all the time. Um, Bryson and I used to love you. Now I have to delete all of your music uh, because I, I get I get this actually quite because on a consistent basis. It's almost like people claim they're big fans of mine. They obviously haven't listened to my album and for this is my album. You will instantly be like, okay, Bryson obviously stands for these values. And it's almost like once they do, they be like, yeah, I have to delete your music, and I'm like. Oh, so, oh, so like they are, they act all surprised about something when they should have already known that you believe that that's like people will, will listen and claim they listen to me for years or whatever, and then be like, Oh, I just found out what you believe about the sodomites. It's like, come on, you knew that. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, 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 it's so crazy to me. Cause this happens like on a consistent basis. Because like I said, the conservative movement is, is getting more and more degenerate by the day you had a, uh, Two homosexuals that that claim they uh they pretty much bought a kid do surrogacy and they got congratulations from all of the top conservatives and I and, and of course I said something about it lost followers then um and then you had somebody like I said earlier somebody said they they go to church 
with their husbands and that's what they should be. And I'm like, um, what are we talking about? And then I get all these DMs. You know how that. I mean, you go through it too. You know how it is. People act like they watch you, and then they 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 hate you when they find out uh, the truth. Yeah. So you know, isn't it crazy though that, like I was saying, my pastor buddy out in Texas, how basically a judge can evict a church from the church building because of the preaching. Now, I mean, that's unbelievable. In America, where's the First Amendment? You know. So when you know this guy's getting evicted. This guy's getting his building bombed, okay? And then I'm over here with the police coming to my house during this interview. Mid, mid and I now that I think about it, because we've been at this for 45 minutes, I guarantee you it's one of it's one of your listeners. I'm not saying one of your listeners, but you know what I mean. It's one of it's uh, one of your trolls, one of your haters. A lot of listen, it probably <laughs> like, like, like listen to me close to Pastor Steve Addison. I'm sure it is. They follow me everywhere. It's almost like there's a group of people that go and attempt to get me banned from everything. And it work, It does work. It works sometimes. They can't ban me from this website, though, because it's a website. The person I know actually created the live streaming website. Uh, so you, you can't ban me from here. So that, that's why I do it on here, because you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they got me banned on Twitch, on, on videos been on YouTube, Spotify. So I'm banned on so much, man. I, I lost count. But like I said, that's 45 minutes, man. Thank you so much for coming on. If you want to say yeah. anything, tell people where to find you, tell people where to church at. I know you're banned on everything, so I don't know where anybody can follow you. Uh, yeah, so- I, mean, I mean, the easiest way to find my preaching is just go to thepreaching.com. Just thepreaching.com. And they can go to our, our church website, Faithful Word Baptist Church. And there's literally thousands of hours of MP3s there. Obviously, it's tough to keep anything on YouTube, but, you know, it's all out there somewhere. But, yeah, thepreaching.com. Yes, sir. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope I can get you back again sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I would go longer, like, right now. But, like, we we pretty much are getting kicked out the house. The owner said that they have to move back in. And I was riching. So it was like. And I'm traveling so much this month. I got like a week to find another place, another place to live. So I got to get on the ball. Like I said, man, thank you so much. God bless you. God bless your family. Keep having children. Yep. Thank you. Have yes, a good sir. one. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you all so much in the chat for um, uh, for watching uh, the podcast. Obviously, this will be up uh, on Spotify and Apple pretty soon. Um, and the replay will be here on Cozy. Um, yeah, outside of that, next time I will get deeper into theology. I know y'all wanted me to ask them about Catholicism and stuff like this, but I had like a set list of questions I wanted to ask uh, Peace, Pastor Stephen Anderson this time, um, and I feel like it went exactly how I wanted it to. Uh, but I'm going to try to bring him on again and we'll get deeper into theology, man. So, you know, he's he's a, he, yes, sir. You may not agree with everything he said, but he's still a brother in Christ. Brother in Christ. He's, he's one of the few Preachers and pastors standing up against the word of God. I don't care about them denominational lines. We don't have to agree on everything, but those that stand up against sins are a million times better than those that don't any day of the week. And he seems to be living uh, biblically. And somebody said, hey, he's a cozy channel. Yo, I, I should be like, yo, you can get a cozy channel. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to hit up Nick. But like I said, God bless y'all. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. Uh, so I'm out of here, man. Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things will be added unto you. You can get merch like this shirt at BrysonCraze2.com. I'm out of here.